Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to Football on the Rocks. Uh, some of you that uh, will be listening to this episode were a part of the Wheelhouse Classic, the Wheelhouse Open, a golf tournament put on uh, by a few friends and clients of mine here in uh, Woodstock, Canton, Georgia area. Um, and in that, we hosted a putting contest. That's right. Football on the Rocks and partnered with Capstone Financial. and We hosted a putting contest. And many of you uh, participated. And in that putting contest, if you had made the first putt, you had an opportunity to win a bottle of whiskey, Straight Edge, one of my favorites, um, from Football on the Rocks. So hopefully you're listening if you're one of those guys or gals. And uh, and we're going to go through with you a, a live version. You may not be able to see it, but, but we can. Uh, a live version to see who wins this. Now, how we're doing this... Uh, I entered everybody in, so it's 18 player or people total had won uh, or had had made a putt for a chance at this bottle of whiskey, um, and everybody got entered into what we call a hundred yard dash. So here we're going to bring in the fantasy football part of our podcast into this. This is something that uh, we had uh, used for d- various leagues that I'm in to decide draft order. Um, so if you've never done it, it's called hundred yard dash. You can do it online. It's a very cool little thing, very simple, not very hard. Uh, you put in the teams and and you ultimately, you know, find out who wins, just a random draw. Um, so it's really cool. But what it is, it's a horse race. So you get to watch these horses, so to speak, uh, go down a 100-yard field or a football field, and the guy who gets to the other end zone first wins. So in this case, we're looking for first place and first place only. I wish you all best of luck. I got John here. John, why don't you say hi? Hello, everyone. I don't know if he was excited about me when I told him that we were doing this or not, <laughs> but we were. So here you go. Uh, we're gonna watch this. We're gonna watch this in uh, a normal speed here. We're gonna be guys, give you guys some play by play, let you know how it goes, and uh, we'll let you know who the winner is. And then, obviously, uh, this is something I can send you in a link. So I'll make sure everybody that participated will have this in the link, so they can actually watch it themselves. So here we go. For everyone who does not trust Joe. Uh, yeah, everyone that doesn't trust me. So let's see. Off to a fast start. First guy I'm looking at is, is that Matt Wyrick with the fast start. He's a, and uh, James Gilliland is actually in the lead. Richie Holtzman. I think Richie took the lead. Yeah, he just took over. He's almost at the 40. Uh, well, Brian Mullins making a run. He was actually on my team. Brian, shout out to Brian. You were on my team for uh, – we did not win, obviously. So anyone but... worried about collusion. Yeah, collusion there you go. Brian, Brian, <laughs> Brian's in play. All right, let's see. Corey um, Adams is coming up. Corey Adams, yeah. Like he was James... on my team too. There you go. Another guy I play with. Uh-oh. 
Gillen, James, James is yeah, running away. He's taking control. He has at least a 10-yard advantage. All right. What do we got? Brian Mullins. Oh, oh Brian Mullins, Mullins making a run. Here's Sofield up there. Scott Sofield, you're making a little Mullins bit of a run Mullins is close at to it. the 20. Joseph Bartlett's there. Corey Adams is at the 20. Jared Willis making James a big run. Here he goes. Uh-oh. Jared Willis in the lead. Now, Corey Adams, Jared Willis. Sofield Scott out of Sofield. nowhere. Inside Scott the Sofield. 10. He's at the five. Uh-oh, Corey Adams oh, is at Corey the two. Oh, Corey Adams at the two. It's like, who's going to steal the show? Morton Matheson? No. Joseph Bartlett's close. So- Scott Sofield, out of nowhere, takes the victory. That was kind of fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. You guys will have to watch this. It's kind of a cool thing. We do it for a lot of our drafts, like I said. Congratulations, Scott Sofield. I know I'll be seeing you soon, buddy. Um, so, uh, hopefully he listens to the podcast is that's the only way he's going to know he won. Um, but I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed the golf tournament with, uh, Trevor and Laura out there with wheelhouse reality. Those guys are awesome. But, uh, anyway, good luck to everybody. We'll talk to you later. Hello and welcome to football on the rocks. We have a treat for you tonight. Uh, we are going to be doing a lot of different stuff, but first I'm going to talk to you about what I'm drinking. I'm sitting over here at John's house. And uh, we decided that we'd, we'd – what is the thing called that you're starting what, – what's this thing called that you're doing? Flavier. Flavier. It's a, uh, it's a, a monthly kind of subscription. They send you some bottles of whiskey. Um, tonight I am drinking the Barrel Dovetail. Um, guys, this is something else. 122 proof. It is aged and finished in a rum port and – cabernet barrel i mean if they could make a drink that i would like this is probably how you'd have to start it i'm a cab fan so first of all understand that i do drink wine i like cabs uh and they just built this thing great you don't have to have too many you can still get kind of messed up which is fun so i'm drinking the barrel dovetail john is doing it with me tonight i got mine on a rock with a or on a uh, a ice ball because john's listen to this john's refrigerator makes ice balls i may have said this once before on the podcast but i think it's pretty amazing so some flavor notes to this i'll let john get a little bit more into it he's got the flavor notes ahead of him and he kind of knows he's better with the tongue than i am i just like what i like this to me uh is a spicier yes i knew bobby was gonna (laughs) say something uh it's got trying to resist it yeah (laughs) It's got a little bit of spice to it, which I like. Um, but actually, even with the spice, it's very smooth. Again, for me, I put a little water in there, which helps smoothen that out. Um, but a very good flavor. John, what do you think? Yeah, I think it helps add having a little ice or a little, just with how high of a proof it is. It helps having you know that one ice ball or a little water in it just mm-hmm. to help take down kind of the, the heat. Take the edge off a little yeah. bit. But it has, it has a lot of spice, a lot of oak. And it, it almost reminds me of a rye with how much spice it has. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. It is kind of almost a rye-ish type taste. Yeah, it yeah. has a little bit of a rye taste, yep. which I'm trying to get. I'm trying to broaden my horizons and get up <laughs> just drinking bourbon, yep. having some stuff with some more spice. So it's especially for the proof it is. It's it's a really good drink. Yep, very good, Bobby. What you got tonight? Uh, tonight I have a beer by a company called Untitled. I crossed the border and uh, got got this beer that's brewed over in uh, in Wisconsin. Um, their cans are beautiful. Their cans and are beautiful. Their cans are beautiful. 
Um, All right. And uh, another phrase uh, that might go along with the theme of tonight's podcast. Yeah, apparently. apparently. We got tongues and cans um, all day, boy. Um, <laughs> but no, it's they're like artistically done designs on these cans. Uh, I got their New Zealand double dry hop, juicy IPA, all kinds of uh, hops from that New Zealand area. Uh, got a little bit of like a melon type of it, like a musk melon kind of a taste to it. A little strawberry apricot kind of thing going on in terms of the flavor notes that are coming out of there. And that's all stuff that's happening with the hops itself. There's no fruit actually added to the beer, uh, which is just amazing how they can just draw those flavors out. Uh, the company also actually makes a CBD sparkling water, which is absolutely fantastic. If you ever find it anywhere, a CBD? get it. Yes, yeah, you know, so, like, CBD you get oil. fucked up while drinking. <laughs> well, it's it's hemp derived uh, sure. CBD, so it's got like a natural kind of uh, relaxing, clean chill to it. Yeah, so it's going to help you kind of relax. Uh, you know, if you have like some pain or something like something something like that somewhere, um, drink like two of them, and you'll be feeling pretty good. Uh, nice, relaxed feeling to it. But then also the next morning, you're not like hungover or anything because it's just like CBD oil, so it's fine. Um, I've gotten those before. Their blackberry is fantastic. Um, they do have a couple other flavors as well, but I prefer that blackberry one. So if you find it, go grab it, man. It's good stuff. Good. All right. Well, tonight, tonight we're talking, uh, we got a little treat, like I said, for you guys tonight. Uh, hopefully everybody that's listening has finished their drafts, have a pretty idea of how their teams are looking to start the season. Hopefully you didn't draft anybody like JK Dobbins and are sitting there looking around like, oh shit. Uh, but overall, the uh, the drafts are for the most part done. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about ours and how we felt like they turned out. Uh, some shocking twists after all the advice we gave everybody and how their teams ended up. Um, and I want to talk about a friend of mine who happens to have a team that uh, I, I would say that uh, would you agree that it's probably the most epic trades ever in a before a season ever started to make this team what it is now? Yes, it, it went from a good team to maybe the best team I've ever seen in a 12-team league. Yeah, 12-team redraft, by the way. So 12-team redraft. Preseason before the season starts. This Where is money is I mean, it's this is unbelievable. Um, so we'll, we'll give you a little bit of that treat and uh, talk about our drafts. We have three different drafts that we're going to talk about tonight that kind of ended differently. We won't go too in-depth on any of them. We'll talk, give each other a little shit as we kind of go through it all. But we did a uh, we have three drafts that we all played in together, John, Bobby, and I. Um, the first one we'll talk about is our snake draft. It is a redraft. Um, so snake draft, we'll talk about that. John, of course, had the first overall pick, so he got his favorite player in the world. Um, we will also talk about one that is an auction draft. So some of you that have done auctions before, you'll kind of get an idea on prices we got players at and our strategies to building our teams. And then lastly, um, we did something really unique. I think I think we should patent this. I really do. I call it the nightmare draft. I, that would actually be kind of a fun way to look at it, but it, it was it was a lot of fun. I think we had a good time with it, but it was kind of a nightmare at the same time. Um, but anyway, we, so to be fair, the only reason why it took a long time at the beginning was because the clock was too long. Yes, and well, we fixed that, but so that we've learned our mistakes here. But right. we're, we're a good getting way. the yeah getting the kinks out again. Yep. Another okay. another strategy there in terms of. Uh, these little tongue-in-cheek phrases were getting the kinks out. There you go. 
There you go. The kinks out I know he's tongue. he's trying. He's like, he's searching here. So what this that one is is actually a dynasty league. So it's a keeper league. Um, four, not full dynasty. Not full. We keep four. So you know, which not, is not part of the full. nightmare. Yeah. Well, it's we'll, a dynasty that's not a dynasty. It's an auction that's not an auction. Yep. We did first draft four rounds. Draft. Yep. First four rounds was an auction. The last. I was all done via snake draft. So it was a unique way of doing it. Uh, I feel like that actually ended up being our most even of all teams. I think everybody had a fairly even. I mean, there's there's a lot of teams in there that you could think could do well. Um, so very fun. Uh, that's your treat tonight, like I said. So draft recap, see how things kind of end up. We're going to drive into the first one uh, right away here, the snake draft. So on the snake draft, uh, John, you're the first overall pick. Why don't you give us – a little bit on your team, uh, and uh, Bobby, if you have anything you want to kind of talk to him about, uh, I got one thing I'd like to laugh a little bit about with you guys, but uh, Bob, John, why don't you give us a start and see how your team ended up? Yeah, so I had the first pick, um, and my starters ended up being, I had Herbert at quarterback, obviously McCaffrey at running back paired with Javante Williams, and then at receiver I had C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, and then I got Logan Thomas as my tight end. Which I think – I mean, I'm I'm happy with – I love the wide receivers I got at the turn for two and three. I'm really high on C.D. Lamb. And um, you know how, how I love A.J. Brown. Yeah, and I, I think A.J. Brown – Obviously, we like me and Bobby like AJ Brown more more than who and more than Joe does because Joe doesn't yeah. really like them. Um, oh, I did, I shouldn't say I don't really like them, but I don't like him necessarily. Um, you know what's funny about this, John? You had the first overall pick. I actually think you have a decent team, but I think you got the worst out of the three of us. And the primary reason why I say that is I just don't like your running backs. Like Joe hates. See, okay, okay, let's take it back. Let's take it back. CMC is without question obvious. Okay, let's be real. But I'm saying Javante, Philip Lindsay's your next best running back after him. You have Chubba just in case uh, CMC gets hurt. And you took a flyer on, you know, McKinnon and Hyde. I, it's just, you know, personal opinion. But that's the one place I feel like he could have done a better job. Wide receivers are fine. You got OBJ on your bench, right? I mean, your your team's fine. It's a good team. Just the one spot I would have said. Now, in this league, too, it's a half-point PPR. So that's a very important to understand as well. So you're going to get some good value out of the guys you got. Um, but that's but, my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't love the Javante Williams pick, but I think you have to look at there's a huge run at running back before that. And I I look at Javante as, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, who played with, Kamara and play with McCaffrey, the two of the top three. Yeah. He yeah. said that Javante reminds him of Alvin Kamara. Yeah. So That's I good. look at, yeah. you know, he's, he, he might not have kind of the guarantee that Davis has yeah. of a starting job, but I, even with Davis being the starter, I don't think he's going to give you, I don't think he has potential to be a RB1. He's a borderline RB2 at best. Sure. But the difference is, is, I'm sorry, but Melvin Gordon's not going to just go away. You know, he's going to be there all year. Who does Mike Davis have behind him? Anybody? No. The guy that they had behind him was cut. Well, and again, don't get me wrong. Does the Falcons have, does he suck. have an offensive line in sure. front of him? I, well, eh, <laughs> that, there's well, that factor. But the, the thing, I guess, that 
with your second running back. You you went with Javante Williams over Gaskin, Edmonds, Hunt, and Davis. Who were the next couple of running backs that went after that? And and that's kind of I think the thing that Joe is getting at is that Javante Williams is in at least at best at the beginning of the season in a timeshare versus probably the guy that Mike Davis is. Um, or even maybe Chase Edmonds and Kareem Hunt has a lot more potential within his position, at least at the beginning of the season, versus what Javante Williams has. Well, with Hunt, you know his role. Now, Williams could end up being – like, let's be real. Let's pretend that he ends up being Kamara. He just got a freaking steal. Yeah, but right? I think I think Hunt and Williams have a similar role. But unlike Hunt, Hunt is not going to become the lead the guy. guy. And unless something happens. Unless – Chubb gets hurt. Yeah. Where Javante could high draft pick could. So yeah, yeah. I yeah he could take it over. The way I did not love the pick when I took it, but the the way the reason I took him is because I look, I have McCaffrey. Yeah. I have the number one running back. Yeah. I know I'm even if I don't have the best RB2, yeah, I can still have the best combo because I have a big advantage with McCaffrey. So I go Instead of going a safe pick, I go big upside. Yeah, so, I think yeah. he had the biggest upside. That and I think sense. that's great. But you had 48 and 49, right? So at pick 50 was Gaskin. So you went Javante at 48, T. Higgins at 49. Again, that's just a – for me, that would have been a great chance for you to go two running backs. A, a Gaskin would have been a great flex. Or yeah, Javante would have been a great flex. I, and rather... he would have replaced – Something later on. Wide receivers just have more depth overall, and you end up getting OBJ, right? So you you have right. now you know. So imagine your team with you know three running backs and having and and, and you might have lost T Higgins, which he could be good. I know you right, but it, on him yeah, as well. Higgins but would I have think, to be Gaskin. Well, I think Gaskin's sense. just more involved. But then I have to start Gaskin at a flex, where I'd rather I'd rather have you know a fleet of wide receivers that can move out at flex. Yeah. I don't blame you on it. I really don't. I think your team's pretty good, and you'll be fine. I mean, you got CMC. As long as he stays healthy, you're going to be a top five team. I yeah, think, but I got year. I got Chuba who who performed really well in I preseason. Think yeah, I learned from last year where I didn't get McCaffrey's backup, yeah. and that killed me. Yeah. So I I feel good that even if McCaffrey goes down, I have Hubbard, and then I think I have a elite wide receiver duo yeah i think and so so joe with all of that i mean you're talking about you're talking his running backs down why don't you let everybody know who you have here we go i don't even you know i don't remember what i talked about well i'm pretty sure when we went through our mock drafts we said how we didn't like going wide receiver wide receiver (laughs) and we really loved getting a running back in the first two rounds because after the top two rounds we don't love the depth right and here you are at pick nine joe Going with Devontae Adams. Good pick. Yeah. But you passed on your boy, Nick Chubb, who you love. Jonathan Taylor was still on the board. My guy, Austin Eckler, was still there. Same with Antonio Gibson, another guy that you really talked up. Uh, You took the first wide receiver off the board with Adams. And I'll let you take it away. Tell us about your decision-making in round two with the other wide receiver that you took and and the rest of your team then there. Okay. So – now, when I got to my pick, I'm a, I am a, not like for me, it's all about value. Okay. So I felt like Adams at number nine was a very good value. And I think you guys would probably agree with me on that. Okay. 
Um, and looking at what was on the board, don't get me wrong. Eckler's fine. Chubb's obviously I like Chubb. I've told you guys about how much I like Chubb. Uh, I do like Taylor as well. And I like Gibson. These are all good running backs, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, I get the number one wide receiver almost without question. Um, at number nine pick, I like the value. So I took him there now coming back with what was available when I left at pick nine, Eckler, Chubb, Taylor, Gibson, Harris, Mixon, these guys are all running backs that were available when I left pick nine going into pick 10 with six picks between me. Right now in my mind, I'm thinking, I know who's behind me, Bobby, you made some good picks. I so don't blame you for that. Um, but the other ones behind me, you know, I don't know if they were going to make good picks or not, but I looked at it and said, if one of these five running backs dropped to me minus mixing, cause I'm not a big fan of him. If one of these running backs dropped to me, I'm going to love my team. If they don't, that means I'm either getting Tyreek Hill or Stephon Diggs. And imagine a team with Tyreek Hill and Adams. And then, yeah, you got to make up some differences in your running backs. But shit, is that not – I mean, that's you can't complain about that, right? Okay, so that was my mind, my, my thought process. And what happened, I actually thought I'd get Antonio Gibson. When I passed on him, I, I thought I'd get Antonio Gibson in the second round because every mock that I had done had shown he was available in, in almost every mock draft that I had done. And if I didn't get him, it was probably Jonathan Taylor or Najee Harris because I didn't think I'd get Eckler or Chubb. I, I thought those guys would definitely go. So I thought I'd get one of those. Well, guess what? It came back to me, and the only running back available is Joe Mixon. And I'm sorry. I just didn't want him on my team. Yeah, so I took, uh, you took Adams, and then it goes Eckler, Chubb, Taylor, Gibson, Hill, Harris, and then it's you again. So literally yeah. every I mean, if, single if person. Anybody, if anybody was, of those lists took Diggs, then my, I – I would have made out like a freaking bandit because right. I would have gotten one of those scenario. running backs or Tyreek Hill. But instead, <laughs> I'm stuck with Joe Mixon, who I didn't want, and Diggs was the only other option. So I, I'm not complaining. Dude, if Diggs does what he did last year, you guys are going to be like, I'm going to laugh all the way to the freaking bank, all right? And the other piece about this, now let me tell you my running backs, listeners, because I actually think my team finished with a decent running back group. And when I say decent, I mean, you got to think about my, my, my picks here. I went Adams, Diggs, and then I actually came back with Josh Allen. So Joe went the full no running back stretch. Yeah, I really did. Yeah. And now Just at like, 33, yeah. let's go to the draft here by round. So in, in, uh, at, at 33, I had Josh Allen. And the running backs available to me at Josh Allen's pick was Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins. I avoided that freaking blast. <laughs> Um, and those were the only three really worth drafting in that spot. And then John, I took a running back in round four and John took Javante Williams in round four. So that was like the, the running backs there available in around in round three. And I felt like, and I've talked about this stacks are huge. And I think the best stack in all of football, if not Mahomes and Kelsey, okay. Mahomes and Tyreek, right. If, if it's not them, it's Josh Allen. And Stefan Diggs, and they might actually be better together than the other two because the other two steal stuff away from them. Who is Josh Allen throwing the ball in Buffalo? Exactly, Cole, Cole Beasley. Oh Gabriel yeah, Davis. we're gonna start talking some BS. Tyler Croft. Anyway, yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway, so Himself. so for me, that's where I liked it. And then I ended up going my running backs again. Let's look at like my running backs. I actually feel like aren't bad. I take an upside pick in Swift in round four. I know I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Swift says that honestly. he may not. 
hey, the rumor mill says he may not be involved. But again, round four, a guy that's no. been going in the first I was surprised he lasted that long. Round four is yeah. great. I right. think. I think he that's was a great guy. pick in round four. I thought Especially for sure. the strategy I went with. I got lucky right. on that one. To be I'm, honest, I've cooled down on Swift, but him at forty in the fourth round is a great value. Right. I came back with Mike Davis, who we've already mentioned is basically a workhorse in Atlanta on a bad offense. So don't get me wrong there, but he's still a workhorse. And then I came back again with Damian Harris, who that was a pick that turned out pretty well. Because that was pre-Cam. Pre-Cam being departure. And I yeah. believe pre-Sony being traded. Mm-mm. No, so I think, I think Sony, Sony was already, was already traded. Sony was already gone. And, and I got Damian yeah. at 64th overall in the sixth round. So, again, I – like I almost, I honestly feel, and then, and then I, the next round after that, I took uh, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. So I actually, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like I have depth at running back. Like it's hard for me not, not good to depth, but depth. You know, like I got three guys that are startable. I don't know that Kenyon Drake's startable. I didn't say Kenyon. He's number four. I have three yeah. guys that are startable: Swift, Davis, and Harris. Are all startable? Are they're they're kind of. There are RB2s that are – and maybe one or two of them could be RB1 potential. But they're maybe all in a couple – you will get some RB1 um, performances out of DeAndre Swift, and that will kind of push you over the edge on those certain weeks when you need it really bad. So um, let's say I, let's so, say I don't but ever But he's get, not going to be a, an RB1 by the end of the year. Oh, well, sure. But let's say I don't get the RB1 performances from those guys. By the, uh, just so you guys know, I got a top two quarterback. I got two of the top, arguably top four wide receivers. And I mean, I don't think there's many questions about Adams and Diggs being able to pour the way they did. So the way the draft fell to me, that's where I ended. I like my team. I really like my team. Now let's go to Bobby. Yeah. Bobby with the solid moves. I like Bobby's team, but I we got to talk about this, John. We have to talk about We got to talk about that. After so, our heated debate on one of the tier lists, Bobby, I want you to run through your team and and then we'll tell- see I'm sure the uh, the people on our podcast will realize what we're about to talk about. But go ahead run through your team and your draft and how you ended up. Okay. So, I ended up first and second round with running backs Eckler and Najee Harris. Uh, one thing that I really like about the two of them, especially together, is that they actually have the same bye week. Um, it's weird to like that both of my first two picks are out on the same week, but full strength at that position, that full position every single week, barring injury, hopefully neither of those guys get hurt, uh, knock on wood and everything, right? Um, but I don't have to think about that position once except for one week when I'm just going to kind of concede the loss probably um, in week seven. So I absolutely love having both Eckler and Harris um, as my top two picks. Round three came around, and I was hoping and praying that I could get Terry McLaurin. He was left there. I thought Joe was going to take him, but he took Josh Allen instead because he's an idiot. And I got Terry McLaurin. Yeah, who one I thing think on is very quick, Bob, that yeah. I – you know, I, I hadn't really looked at schedules when I was drafting people, but then I got Terry on a couple teams. I wasn't feeling great. But then you look at Washington's schedule for the oh, playoffs. It's, it's Week so 14, beautiful. they played Dallas, terrible defense. Week 15, Philadelphia, terrible defense. 16, back to <laughs> Dallas, terrible defense. Week 17, 
back to Philadelphia, terrible defense. Oh my and week god. Week eighteen, if you play play week eighteen, you have the Giants, terrible defense. Oh my it's god. The yeah. dream playoffs. Game. That is right. hilarious. I can't oh, even believe that. It's the best. And that's why that's part of why I love Terry so much. He actually uh Pro Fantasy Pros has him as the as the uh, ninth easiest schedule against uh for wide receivers. He does start off um with a it's going to be rough to start uh but once you hit that middle of the season it's going to just really take off and like you said right at the end of the season um hopefully that will uh, ring true and just be fantastic by the end of the year um one thing that did stand out to me part of the reason why i actually on my charts four wide receivers dropped Devonte adams down is actually Devonte adams has the 30th most difficult schedule of 32 teams. So they're going to potentially have a little bit of a harder time this year in terms of what their scheduling looks like. And you maybe are going to, if you took Devonte Adams as the first wide receiver over like Hill or Diggs, Ridley, you know, whoever else you maybe have up there, um, you might be going, ah, oh, shoot, I had the potential to get any of these other wide receivers. And I took Devonte Adams. No, um, I was going to say he's, that. He's matchup proof. <laughs> He's, anyways, no, no, anyways you're uh, so Terry McLaurin, I, I was absolutely celebrating getting that. And then in the fourth round, I was hoping and praying that I would be able to get Robert Woods. I think he's going to have a huge year uh, for the Rams here coming up, especially now that he has a capable quarterback throwing him the ball. Um, Let's talk about rounds five and six, Bobby. Yeah, five and six. And then, five and six. So round five comes around and uh, – receivers i got two running backs and i'm looking at all right what do i want to do in this round is dj more available really pool jerry judy um damian harris was there juju i'm not loving any of these skill position players i was hoping that like deontay johnson would have been available got taken a couple picks before that point um or, or somebody else maybe slid down they didn't i said you know what like give me give me mark andrews I took Mark Andrews. He was, I believe, um, at that point, he was the fourth tight end off the board. Um, I, I wanted to wait on tight end, but it was just too hard of a decision to make there with with passing on him, especially given all the injuries that have happened in Baltimore. I think he's going to especially explode out the gate um, and be able to do some huge things with Baltimore right at the beginning of the season. Then round six comes around. Again, I'm looking at those same kind of players. I can grab like Sony Michelle, Juju, um, you know, Kenny Galladay, Odell. You know, I can grab these guys, Raheem Mostert. Uh, but like I said earlier, I'm I'm set at running back. I don't have to really think about that position yet. And just the way that the draft fell, I took Dak Prescott quarterback as the sixth quarterback off the board. Wait, say that um, again, Bobby. What what position? What player? Quarterback. Dak Prescott. Hold on, did I hear sixth, that right? He was Hold a on, sixth did, quarterback off Bobby, the board. Could you, did you say could you, could corner you, back or yeah, like the guy that plays on defense? No, the guy that throws the ball. The guy. So the guy that tries to stop the guy from throwing the ball. So he took so, he took a corner. So I when you it. say that there's so many quarterbacks available mm-hmm. and that you can wait on quarterback, I mean Kirk Cousin was just waiting there at the end of the draft for you. Yep. Yeah. Oh, top Kirk Cousin is going to have a top great twelve week quarterback. One. Top twelve QB just waiting there for you. And yeah. you, you have, all, you have all of these other people. 
wasted a pick. Yeah, I didn't love any of these guys that were available at this point. Quarterback podcast said that the five six turn was about the perfect time to take Dak Prescott. Yep. And do you agree? It wasn't Bobby. (laughs) Do do you agree with that insight? I I don't love the guys that were available. Like I could have reached and grabbed like Odell or Brandon Cooks. I could have taken Raheem Mostert at that point. You know, even Cortland Sutton was still available. I could have grabbed all these different guys. I made the the decision within my drunken stupor that uh, Dak Prescott was going to be the best player for me to grab. And I did it. Now, I will say this. I just think it's comical that you completely go against everything that you had said. Well, let's let's oh, give I'm a, a, I'm a, I'm a hypocrite if nothing else. You are, um, but you actually have a really good team. I mean, let's I have give a fantastic credit. You listened team. to great advice. Yeah, I he did. He that advice. He did. He listened to the great advice, uh, and it, it turned out well. So, anyway, I think Bobby en- ended up with a very good team as well. I think we all have pretty decent teams in this league. Uh, Bobby yeah. did take a flyer on a couple of people. I, I grabbed LaVishka, Chenault, round eight. I grabbed Michael Thomas, threw him in the IR slot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Gus Edwards I got Jalen Waddle on accident. And I got Gus at No, that was a strategic pick. I actually no, I, Yeah, because Bobby didn't... knew J.K. Dobbins the next day was going to throw out his knee. But right. no, I, I mean, I did, really, yeah, that it, was, it wouldn't have been a good a pick, Bobby, pick right if there. he didn't throw out his knee. Let's be right. Honest. Oh, 100%. Uh, <laughs> I was at that point. So what what had happened is uh, <laughs> is my first two picks were running backs. And then I found myself in round 10 with only two running backs. <laughs> and I panicked. And I you wanted, got lucky. You got really yeah, freaking lucky. I, well, I was going to take A.J. Dillon but he got picked two slots before that. And then I was looking at like, okay, well, do I want Giovanni Bernard? Or like, I can grab Latavius Murray, but I don't, like, there's no use for him on my team. And like, I was looking at these guys, I was like, I don't know who to take. And so I was like, you know what? Gus Edwards, he actually has um, had a pretty good history here. Actually, just last year, he was the 35th running back in the uh, from the season. He had six touchdowns goal line carries uh, so I was like you know what he's potentially usable maybe in that one week that I'm going to need him yeah. um, and Mark's so who gonna knows get the yards JK is going to get the majority of the carries and the touchdowns Justice Hill will get the receptions right. Gus Edwards will be there yeah he'll be there and now Gus Edwards is like number one and Le- unless, and unless he's the only person there. unless well, the, who knows rookie Tyson whatever his name is or and they uh, just uh, picked Le'Veon up Le'Veon Bell, Bell. Up. you never know what's going to happen with Le'Veon did Bell they he's on the they did squad, yeah. he, he was moved to the practice squad for them and the, the thought is that he will be on the 53 man roster here pretty quickly and uh, guess who has him also on my bench? Just in case. I don't know, John. No, me. Um, Very good. So, so uh, I'm let's, hopeful let's, that let's I have wrap at up least that running piece. back there. Let's let's wrap up our our uh, snake draft because there was some good information there. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. I'm going to go into this team while we're transitioning to our auction draft. I'm going to go into this team that uh, my neighbor T tomorrow. Uh, she drafted a very good team uh, and proceeded to make some unbelievable trades to make her team significantly better. Now, this team is by far the best team I've ever seen. 
Okay. Pre-draft. Pre, pre, pre-draft. Pre-season. Pre-season. Before the start of the season. Yes. Twelve-team redraft snake draft, just like we just discussed. Her team ended after the draft was Justin Herbert as her quarterback. And I'm only going to name the starters. Um, this is a one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex, and a tight end. Um, so this is her team. She had Herbert at quarterback. Uh, she had the first overall pick, people. She listened to our podcast. And she went with Derrick Henry. None of us said to do that. I know. I, I can't even believe it. But she said she's got a gut feeling. So let her go with her gut. So I mean, Derrick if Henry's I was going to listen to Bobby's advice, I might go Calvin. But yeah, that's true. That's we, true. I can see how she yeah. can do that. So Henry was her first overall pick. She ended up getting Gibson, Antonio Gibson, and Taylor also in this draft. Uh, then her wide receiver starters were A.J. Brown, Allen Robinson, and then her other flex was Claypool. And her tight end was Pitts. So overall, I mean, all in all, for a first overall, I think that's a pretty mm-hmm. damn good team. Yeah. I told her after the draft, so the only thing you could have done better was grab CMC instead of Derrick Henry. But, you know, teach their own. And the way to do the points there is a little bit different. It's not PPR. There's some other details, too, but that gives you an idea. Now, she's made some trades. Some epically giant, unbelievable trades. I don't know how she did it, but she did. Her team now is Josh Allen at quarterback. Running backs... Henry and Taylor, and now she has Barkley in one of her flex positions. Shake so clearly, Barkley. she had to give away people at her other positions to, you yeah. know, get Allen and Barkley. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, and then she also got at wide receiver. You'd think like she had to trade away AJ Brown, Allen Robinson. Like these guys yeah. had to go, right? Oh, I'm sorry, but she also got Tyree Kill at wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins at wide receiver, and her other flex is Antonio Brown. But here's the kicker. Her tight end is now Travis Kelsey. You know that saying where they like give a like a guy a penny and then he trades it for something and then he trades it for something else and he ends up with like a freaking mansion? Mm-hmm. That's, that that's not a saying, Joe. Nobody well, it's not a saying, that. but like it's a it's something people have said. This like is what parable. she did. Yeah, parable, whatever. This is what she did. I can't even believe it. I told her that they just might as well give her all the money. <clears throat> I mean, it's just it's unreal. All right, so it was just a fun little thing to say. But, uh, but let's go ahead and get into our auction draft. So this is a little bit different. Anybody that's ever done an auction before, um, the auctions, I, I really think what happens in an auction is you got to come in with some type of an idea, a strategy of something that you want to create and ultimately make your team. Now, this one was done before our snake drafts. So this is actually a day or two before our snake draft. This is one we did. Um, and uh, we all had different strategies. Our teams ended very different. Um, I will tell you right out the gates, Bobby did go with his I'll wait for QB strategy, and it didn't work out well, in my opinion, for him this time. Joe went with his I'm going to draft as many Packers as I can strategy, and it worked out pretty well. I only have one. I only have one, but I, I, I as you a love, Viking you fan. love drafting Green Bay Packers. I had a rule for a long time, don't draft any Packers, and this year I have the Avante Adams on a number of teams. But anyway, um, so so – this and is I a, just warned everyone it, against getting Devontae Adams on their team. Uh-huh. This one's a little bit different, um, definitely done differently. Uh, so it, we got to kind of have your own mindset of how you want to create this team. Uh, also on this, this is a two-quarterback league, so very important to understand that as well. So you have two QBs in this league. You Most people try to start two QBs. It's a QB and a super flex. Um, that kind of gives you the dynamic of what we have. I'm going to start with you, Bobby, because we went with you last time, last. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your team, what you like, what you don't like? 
So my quarterbacks, I see you say you don't like them. I really like the potential that I have in my quarterbacks. Again, I, w- I went with my strategy that I kind of advocated for everyone. I went very cheap at quarterback, which would then you know translate into later draft picks. Um, I did end up with four quarterbacks, given the, the, the layout of this league. Um, I'm Right now in my starting spots, I got Tua. I got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, again, going back to the, the uh, schedule that was pointed out already of the Washington football team, I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love uh, the wide receivers for this team. And I ended up with Antonio Gibson but uh, on this team. So I got Ryan Fitzpatrick. I got Tua. I also got Trey Lance. I think he's got a lot of potential, can be you know solid top 12 quarterback once he starts, once he, once he gets that starting spot. Um, and then I also grabbed Zach Wilson. So I'm very young at the position. Um, got, you know, a second year player, two rookies, and, and then, you know, big beard man. Um, I love my quarterbacks. I'm going to be starting Fitzpatrick in two of this coming week here. Um, running backs. So, so we start two running backs here. I got Gibson. Like I said, I got Harris as well. Love Harris and the potential that he has on the team. He's going to get, you know, Every single running back touch, basically, that's going to be given uh, to anyone that's running the ball for that team. He's just going to be a monster and uh, very much easily a top 12 running back in the position. Gibson has a lot of potential to be even in that top five. So I like my potential at the running back position. I also got CEH. Um, Their offensive line only got better from last year. Uh, I got the potential with Trey Sermon as well for later on in the season as well. Um, but that, that Kansas City offense line only got better. I think Edwards Zilaire has a lot of potential this year. He'll probably end up as a top 25 running back for sure. Um, then my three wide receivers, that three wide receivers in this league, I got Antonio Brown. I got Amari Cooper, who I talked up earlier when we were talking CD Lamb. Um, and I got Robert Woods again in this league. Uh, on top of that, I got Brandon Ayuk, who I think can uh, really break out this season and you know find himself for sure in that top twenty-five. Darnell Mooney, who I who is a deep flyer, and Josh Palmer as well uh, out of the LA Chargers. Um, really, again, I I just love the depth of this team. Um, I got Janu Smith. He has. I believe it's the easiest tight end schedule out there, according to um, Fantasy Pros, that the tight ends for New right, England have the easiest schedule. You're talking about your tight end schedule. We're going to stop you there. Uh, I love Johnny Smith. No, he's I'm just saying. I'm just, I got to stop you. He's got a great Bobby, schedule coming up. Bobby yeah, he, clearly loves his team. Could be the number one tight end in New England. Yep. Bobby clearly loves his team. Good for you. Um, I love this team. This is a great I, team. I think it's a good team. Um, I you don't like disagree, my with, disagree with anything. I think it's just interesting in I this mean, particular draft. He did stick to his strategy. One question for Bobby is: Do you like Tua more than Jalen Hurts or Matthew Stafford? Uh they have. He has the same upside as Hurts. Uh, his wow. rushing. <laughs> his rushing will bring him up past. Stafford probably. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You think Tua is going to run the ball? 
A little bit, yeah. No, hell no. He is a pocket passing quarterback. Bobby. Miami, oh, God. If Bobby, he runs out of the pocket, Miami's going to go fucking nuts. My, my homework for you is to just go look at the four games Jalen played versus the games that Tua played and why Tua was benched for Fitzpatrick. See, I think Tua has a lot of potential. He just, uh, he I think he's got a lot of potential. He, yeah, he had three rushing touchdowns last year. Oh, 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 John told me a stat. Listen to this stat. Tua had three rushing touchdowns last year. So, Bobby, who of it was um, 300, passing three, 300 passing yards and 60 rushing yards in a game. The most any quarterback has in the history, in of, the NFL. history of the NFL was four of those games. I think there were four quarterbacks. There is only one current quarterback in the NFL who has two of those games. Name the quarterback. Name the quarterback. With 300, and, 300 passing and 60 rushing? Yep. In a game. In a game. In a game. And it's an active quarterback. One, one active, active player that has two games with 300 passing yards and 60 rushing yards? And Steve Young had four of those games. And Michael Vick had four of those games. Yep. Gives you an idea of who has done it in history, but there's only one active quarterback that has two. Tell me it's Kyler Murray. No, it's not. Um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Jalen freaking Hurts. Two of the four games he played. In two of the four games he played. (laughs) I'm just saying. So I was. He wants nothing to do. With <laughs> we're gonna, Bobby, Tua we're gonna let you. Three. And, we, we're gonna and, play, they, and they also yeah. drafted the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Let's put, let's put Bobby on timeout because I think he's so been enough. I like too. I think he has team. potential. I think he Bobby. has a lot of potential. And if he falls flat, I got Zach Wilson. I got okay. Trey Lance. Yeah, because Zach Wilson might not. Yeah, fall no, I, Bobby, I think Bobby has. I think Bobby has a good team. He Bobby's has, on timeout. I mean, okay, Zach Bobby, Wilson plays. For We're going to talk about Joe. you for a second. Zach Wilson. Where's the mute button? Can Zach mute Wilson is may play for the sorry Jets, but every episode is potential. <laughs> okay, yeah, now I'll go we're my timeout circle. Now. Bobby, put yourself on mute. We're going to talk about you, and then we're going to go into our next team. So I, I think Bobby's team is good. He has really good running back depth of Gibson, Harris, and Ceh. I think in a full PPR league, I'd like to see just a little more high upside. I mean, I like Robert Woods and I like Cooper, but I don't see them as a top 10 wide receiver. And then after that, especially in PPR, I like to see having another wide receiver I can play as flex. I think Antonio Brown, I like having him in a lot of best ball leagues, but I think he, along with a lot of the other Tampa Bay wide receivers, is going to be – Spotty. He's going to be that guy who you want to play, and when you play him, you're going to hate things. it, yep. and then when you don't play him, you're going to hate it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I talked up in hey, you're on timeout. Previous podcast. I also I get to have an opinion. Depth right. with no, Bobby. Hey, uh, not on my team. I'm not going to let you uh, get a word <laughs> in. You just need to shut up for a second because I want to make my opinion on your team. All right. Okay. So I think Bobby has sneaky depth at wide receiver. I think he has very good running backs. He's got, I mean, arguably three of the best ones in the combination of three. Maybe not the best combination of two, but definitely a good combination of three. So you got unbelievable depth at running back. But I think you have sneaky depth at wide receiver because he does have Brandon Ayuk. We're talking about a PPR league. Here's the guy that might catch 
seven to ten balls a game, right? So a sneaky depth. I think Bobby has at wide receiver. I mean, if but, he catches ten balls a game, he's going to break records. Yeah, well, but I don't, I don't like Bobby's quarterbacks. I'm a real, real negative on that. Um, and I understand your concepts of where you're trying to go with this, and you don't have to f- defend it because we've talked enough about it tonight. Um, but for me, the only thing I would have tried to spend a little bit more money because you can, you can get quarterbacks for a decent price. I would have just spent a little bit more time on your quarterbacks rather than the guys you ended up with. That's now, not- Bobby, before you talk, let me be Bobby and respond to Joe's criticism. Yep. You know, I have four quarterbacks. I see Trey Lance coming up. I have a lot of depth. I'm going to use that depth to trade one of my quarterbacks when Lance comes as starter to get a better quarterback, and then I'm going to have a top, the top quarterback combo with my depth. So it's like I like, like yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna make some kind of reference to me like puppeting John, but I didn't I didn't want to do that. Also, week one, I'm projected to win. So that's all that matters. Stop. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win week one. <laughs> I just so stop. I have a good team. All right, Joe. Let's talk about you. Yeah, let's talk about. It. So you, we already know you have the foundation of your team is in Green Bay. What <laughs> what else did you do? So I went. Uh, I again full PPR. So my it doesn't necessarily train change, but I spent most of my money on Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill. I have the two best wide receivers without question in the league in a two or in a full PPR league. Now it's not like I didn't get other players. I, I don't know what it was about this year's teams and the way that they kind of developed for me, but I found that there was actually some decent depth at the running back position. So in the money I had available, I spent money on David Montgomery. I think he's a very good, uh, a very good upside and could have a very good year. And just, just the, Pause. It was two hundred dollar auction budget, yep. and you got Montgomery for eighteen, which is a great price. Yeah, That's I got Chase. Price. I got Chase Edmonds in a full PPR league for seven dollars. Again, I felt like that was a good price for a guy that's probably going to average somewhere between eight and twelve points a game. I got Miles Gaskin for eleven. So again, I'm creating some depth on a team that didn't have very good money spent on running backs. I got Raheem Mostert for five. I got Michael Carter, who's being told that he's basically going to be a third-down running back, which is a catching running back out of the backfield. I got J.D. McKissick, again, same concept. He's going to get catches. So I felt like I spent some good money on some good spots for some okay depth at running back. In fact, I'm, I'm actually working <coughs> on trading away a running back right now um, to try and improve at some other position. So I feel like I have some – I did a good job of creating depth, even though I spent most of my money on Hill and Adams. Because this is – this is essentially the auction version of a zero running back strategy. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't know what it was about this year's running backs and what was out there, but I did feel like in, in the drafts that I had, I felt like there was some pretty good depth at running back. And I really took advantage of that in some certain rounds in certain spots. So I feel like I did a, a pretty good job there. My quarterbacks in a two QB league, I went with Justin Herbert. I think he's going to have a good year, just like he did last year. Um, so I did spend a little bit of money on him. I got Joe Burrow on the back end and Jameis Winston. And oh, by the way, once Cam Newton announced he was, or not, he didn't announce it, but I ended up picking up Mac Jones. So he's now on my team as well. Joe, I'm looking at your team. You do not have Mac Jones. Did they just, did he, did they accept the trade? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Go to my team. Did they accept my trade? Who do I have at tight end? 
<laughs> you have Ertz at tight end. Okay, go to my team. The and Tyler Conklin. No, that's not right. Joe, you don't even have J.D. McKissick, who you just said that you have. Are you sure you know what team you're looking at? Hold on. Why does it say that I had J.D. McKissick on the other side? Oh, they didn't accept my trade. No. You must have dropped him. I didn't drop Mac Jones. I most you, definitely had Mac Jones. You, no. Okay. Well, let's keep anyway, talking. Joe, about Joe, team, Joe, team McCorkle, which is actually Mac Jones' official name, McCorkle, has Mac Jones. Anyway, doesn't matter. Does not matter. You're right. Actually, you know what I think? It I does matter. It just shows the You're level right. of intelligence. Hey, you know what? You guys are right. With. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just am in too many leagues. You're right. I don't have Mac Jones in this one. I do have Joe Burrow, Jameis Winston, and Justin Herbert, which I'm sorry, Bobby. I think all three of those are better than what you think your best quarterback is. So I won't argue three. that. I those won't argue three. that. I have Marcos Callaway on the bench, on the bench uh, potential, obviously, there as well. So I like my team. Um, I think it's good. The only thing I don't like is tight end. Uh, and John stole Irv Smith, which ended up being okay because he got hurt. So I would have had to pick up somebody anyway. And I got Conklin as a as a tight end. Well, on a side note, are you allowed to call your team the Purple People Eaters if you have one Packer and zero Vikings? Yes, Conklin. Yes, I have Conklin, Conklin, and I have the Vikings defense. Well, you drafted zero. No, this league doesn't. I drafted zero Vikings, but that wasn't intentional. I probably Joey, won't have to change the name. So overall, Joey. I like my team. I don't need to say much as much as Bobby did about it, but I do like the way my team ended up. Again, thinking full PPR, I got a lot of, of players that will get some points just from PPR standpoint. All right. So Joe, Uh-oh. I absolutely hate every aspect of your team outside of Hill and Adams. Every other aspect of your team is terrible. And I cannot wait to like, play you. Oh, oh my God, gosh. you're going to be so There's mad. There's just so much me. on your team that is just like a dumpster fire of a team. And there's a team that's starting Derek Carr um, in this league. Did he say that? So <laughs> I don't like hey, your I'm team the at all. I'm the champ in this league for the record. And I'm all oh, And this was not your bet. team with that. I, with how that many times do we team? play against each other? Go to the schedule. How many times do we play you? How many times do me and you play against each other? Let me find out. While I find that out, John, you uh, you start talking about your team. Oh, you want to talk about a good team? Yeah, I do. Okay, we can do that. So, in auctions, I like to I like to okay. Become a Before top we get into team. this, I think I got another drink because I know your team's probably one of the best in this whole thing. So I need a drink. Do you want some? Yeah. All right. You want some? You want an ice ball? Uh, splash more. Yeah, so I mean, every auction I go into, I like to have a top-heavy team, and that's mm-hmm. kind of exactly what I had. I got DK Metcalf, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, so I got two of my top six wide receivers, and I got Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones. I got two of my top seven running backs, and then it's super flex. So I kind of you know, I, I had the same strategy last year where I weighed it and I got Murray for cheap last year. And this year I got um, Stafford for $4 and Jalen Hurts for $7. So for about the same, for the exact same price that Bobby got Tua and Fitzpatrick for, I got Stafford and Hurts for. And yeah. I have them, both of them above 
uh, well above two hundred. Um, yeah, you you were much match. smarter with your money that way in terms of who you ended up taking or and getting. From I, that. I mean, I was I was really happy with getting Irv Smith. He was kind of my sleeper for tight end, but my other sleeper at tight end was Tanyan, who I also got for two dollars. So I was happy yeah. with getting those two, and then I kind of filled out. Um, the rest of my roster with kind of guys who I hope like Jacoby Myers, who I think he's going to be helped out a lot with um, Mac Jones. Um, I got Willful, Will Fuller and Devontae Parker, who I think one of them will probably hit Miami. I don't know which one. Right. Might as well have both. Might as well have both. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't have a lot of depth at running back, but I've got kind of two guys who I think I can rely right. on. You, you got Eckler and Jones. I, I mean, your team is probably of the three of ours. You know, if I couldn't vote for own, I'd vote for yours. Um, and yours is probably a little bit better than mine just because your your wide receivers are better than than what I have, at least the first two. Um it'll really come down to those quarterbacks and the flex. And that's where I think I, I do actually lean your way. So I'll, I'll tip my cap to you there, John. You definitely did a really good job. Um, Joe, we play once in week seven in this league. Done. Oh, I better see who my buys are, but Hey, I'll you take only have Justin bet. Herbert on by everyone else. That's in your starting okay. positions right now is playing. Done. Uh, you want to bet me versus you? Let's, let's see the, what week seven the, looks uh, like. What? Because I'm miss. I'm gonna be missing some of my best players. Unbelievable. Okay, finishing position at the end of the year. I bet yes. I I finished better than you. See, here we are again, Joe, talking about finishing positions and all kinds of other <laughs> stuff. Like you don't have <laughs> to make it this way. <laughs> We've come full circle. No, seriously, finishing. Who who finishes better? Oh, my bet me. is I better than you at the end of the year. Me. Oh, for In sure. In the regular season record. Regular season record. record. Who finishes better? Okay. And if tie we tie, if we're, if no, tiebreaker is head to head uh, playoff. Okay. Who finishes? Because like if if we both if we both end up in the same position, but we neither of us make the playoffs, we both did terribly, and we shouldn't ever give advice. Uh, but if we both made the playoffs, then it's whoever makes you know, the furthest in the playoffs, because that's typically what happens in this league. Fine. Done. Given that we last year, and you won because, uh, well, you're better than me. And because, uh, <laughs> Alan and Did Diggs, Alan and well, you had Alan and Diggs and they just went off that night. Scored yep. like 70, 80 points together. Yep. I, don't I thought I had a chance. I was up 60 going into that Monday night game and Alan and Diggs, Scored like four touchdowns. Yep, I destroyed you. Yeah. All right, let's go to the last one, and we'll wrap this up for tonight. I think we spent a good bit of time on this. We've had a lot of fun, though. Yeah. Do we just want to talk about the keeper portion? Of this yeah, time? I think we do. I, yeah, know, I think just the concept of the league. Yeah, I think the concept's cool. So this is the first four picks was a keeper, dynasty um, keeper, dynasty so keeper. You just you pick four people, you keep them. There's no cost to keeping them. You mm-hmm. just keep them the next year's estate draft with everyone who's not kept. Correct. Yep. And so you can um, keep them for the entirety of their career if you need to. Yep. Absolutely. So here, uh, I'll start first because I don't think I've started first yet. So here, 
Uh, yet another Packer on my team, Devonte Adams. Anybody else surprised by that? Yo, I just, I really, uh, I'm scared for you and your exposure to Devonte Adams. So I, I think, I think you should change your name to Joe the Packer Packer. Oh God! Now John had two Packers on his last team. If anybody didn't realize, he had Adams and uh, no, you had, you Joe. Had you have Adams. Adams. Not Adams. You, had, you had Jones. He had Jones. At, sorry, at, isn't his name Adam Jones? Anyway, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Jones. And he also has time. Maybe this this uh, 122 proof is starting to hit me. Maybe yeah. it was a bad idea. It is very good. I'm not gonna lie. And I probably walk home stumbling home tonight, a little bit drunk. But anyway, he had Jones and Kelsey on, or uh, Tanya on his team, so he had two packages. But anyway, going to this one, yes, I started. But the the difference is, I have a strategy to draft good players. You have a strategy to not draft Packers. That is true, and I went against it this year. And uh, well, you didn't really. You did a good job of yours. So anyway, keeper again. You got to remember, this is dynasty. So I'm thinking dynasty when I go into this. Uh, my two big money guys that I spent money on was Kamara and Adams. Now, going through this, what I discovered as we were doing this, you guys, I think the best strategy here is spending all your money on three players. I don't know if anybody else realized that as we're going through it, but um, there was a guy that picked uh, – did he end up getting CMC, Bobby, or did you? No, I did. Okay, so he, he got Delvin Cook. He got Delvin Cook, and he almost got CMC. So he would have had Cook and CMC in a dynasty forever. I mean, imagine yeah. that, right? But instead of CMC, he ended up getting Kelsey, right? Which ended who's, up being pretty good for him. Who's 31. Right. Yeah. But he's I, still going to be good old. for a little bit yet. Guys, you got to think. I mean, how long, you know, who knows how long this whole thing will last, but let's pretend it lasts for six years. You know, it's still, you know, Kelsey may not be around for six years, but anyway. So that was when he almost got CMC. In my mind, I'm like, oh my God. That'd that's be, that'd like be a good team. Imagine if you did that. So what I did is I went out and I got Kamara, who's 26. At 26, he's got four years as a running back left in him. Usually, most running backs get to about 30. 20, 29. 28, 29, yeah. Okay. Three years left in him. Sorry. Two to uh, three. Devontae Adams. Okay. If That's you're worried about age, what is he, 27, 28? 28. Okay. Most wide receivers go into about 32. 30, yeah, but their their breakout is about 26 to 28, and then they have yeah, about 30, three. 30, 31, but sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Keenan Allen, he's old. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to get into that one. Uh, and Wait, Chris what? Godwin, he's young. He's like 23 or 24. Wait, what? Who's old? Keenan Allen. He's like 30. Nice. What? 27? I don't know. I, I just I was thinking. Keenan Allen's like, he's 29. So, okay, he's I'm not sorry. nearly as old as you think he is. I said thirty. I, I mean, one year younger. Anyway, um, so twenty nine. I, I liked my team. Um, there, I did try to get Justin Jefferson. I wish I would have spent the extra money to get him because um, he was somebody that I had in my mind. I was gonna, I was gonna spend money on and get, but I didn't. I was unable to get him. Uh, and I think my team ended up okay. So my keepers right now um, are Kamara, Adams, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, but I might keep. Uh, Justin Herbert, who I got as well in the in the snake draft, I might keep Justin Herbert over one of those guys, and I ended up getting Damian Harris as well, the running back for New England. If he ends up being the guy and they run their offense through him, then my keepers will probably be Kamara, Adams, Herbert, and Harris with Keenan Allen and Godwin dropping off. So yeah, Harris question, definitely did, never a keeper. Did we? Uh, I'm I've been drinking as well. Did we describe the concept of this league and how we did like an auction and then drafted? 
Yep. Okay. I missed that part. I was grabbing another beer. Yeah. So, so for, <laughs> for my strategy, I think this is the kind of, you try to prepare as much as you can, but for a unique draft like this, it's almost impossible to prepare. Having never done it and not being able new, to mock draft it. New people, you don't know what their strategies are. You don't know what your strategy really is for this. Yeah. So I think what, what I saw is I saw a lot of people. I think I, I just saw a lot of people kind of bidding up and then kind of three or four teams waiting. Yeah. So if I saw those three, four teams who were waiting for one people not bidding, I was like, okay, I'm going to get this guy because I think he'll go for cheaper. Yeah. And then my strategy was just like, if you like a guy, just go get him because people are saving up money and you, whoever you want, you might not get. Yeah. So that's why the guy I was targeting, I saw Cook and McCaffrey go for huge money. The guy I was looking for was Barkley, 24, four to five good years left. So I got him for I think cheaper than Cooper. Yeah, 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 you got him. That was a good, really. That wasn't. Cheap I wouldn't call him a steal necessarily, but it was definitely good value. Yeah, good value. Yeah. And then my next three, I got wide receivers. So I got Ridley, AJ Brown, and McLaurin. All young. Yeah, all young. All very young, very good wide receivers who are gonna wide receivers keep their value longer than running backs do. And we kind of talked about the ages and stuff earlier, but. Just in general, in a dynasty, in any kind of longevity type of a league like that, wide receivers will keep their value longer. And if you look, you can look back historically at any rankings for running backs and wide receivers and um, you know whatever positions you're looking at, the ones that stay consistent over time is wide receivers at the top. They're going to stay so much longer than running backs do. Yep, and it's it's a one quarterback league, so there yep. were a few quarterbacks who went for a really high price. I wasn't mm-hmm. worried about getting a quarterback because uh, there there's yeah. just a bunch I like further down. So I was just like, I I would have liked to get a second running back, but I was like, people aren't bidding as high on wide receivers. I was able to get you know three of my top probably eight guys I would want for a keeper wide receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also kind of a guy who slid to me when we got to the redraft was Jamar Chase, who I don't love him this year, but, you know, maybe he breaks out towards the end and then I can package a deal with one him. of yeah, my other guys yeah. to, you know, upgrade a wide receiver to maybe, you know, one of my top, like a Justin Jefferson, one of my top four or five guys. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So well, with, I, with Ridley Brown and McLaurin, any one of those three guys, even right now, could turn into a top 15 wide running back. Yeah. Easily to a team that is more wide receiver needy. Yeah. So I think that that just gives me a lot of flexibility with, you know, how I was looking to attack this draft. Yeah. Um, so in, on my end, I ended up, as we said before, with McCaffrey. Um, I actually ended up with Zeke as well and my two running backs. So I figure I got a nice, you know, four or five year window here to be able to really hit on some elite talent. And hopefully McCaffrey stays around a little bit longer than that. Um, or if nothing else, he's a very high, um, high dollar chip that I can use in any trades and things like that. Um, I ended up 
grabbing Mike Evans a little bit later for I think like two dollars. He was super cheap. Um, and Brandon Ayuk, same sort of deal. Like I think I spent like two bucks on him, but I was able to get um a really young wide receiver, second year. He's like what twenty three, twenty four years old. Um, and he's poised to. He has a, a an actual quarterback throwing him the ball now. Throw uh, so. I like the potential that I have in those four um, and got a nice solid base of guys to go off of. Probably going to be the guys that I keep year to year. Um, this is another league where I ended up with Prescott and Andrews. Um, and so, you know, we'll see what happens. Yet again that. with Dak. <laughs> yep. Couldn't help himself. Well, he was the seventh quarterback off the board. Had he not been available when I took him, I never, I mean, obviously I never would have taken him, but I wouldn't have taken, you know, the guy that, the, that were taken before him, which was Wilson and Herbert. Um, I, I would have passed on them easy, but Prescott was there and, you know, hard to pass on the guy that was having an historic season until his ankles How relocated itself. His yeah. tune is unbelievable. Sounds like he got some good advice. Yeah, I, I think he just listened to your advice, John. I don't know. Well, I don't know about there's no. I don't know how uh, how Dak Prescott, as young as he is, as talented as he is, lasts as long as he did in this league and in and and in the other draft where I ended that up with him as well. Fifth round, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> But he was the seventh quarterback off the board. Fifth round, Bobby. Seventh yeah, I, quarterback. Like the off only the board. guy that I disagree with the pick in front of him from a keeper standpoint league is maybe Wilson, who drafted in the fifth round. Also, um, like Herbert, I think in a keeper, I still value over Dak. Just my opinion. That's I'm the one that freaking picked Herbert, so that's just my opinion. Because the kid is what 22 years old, so you know, like I, I get it, but. It's not that – I mean, you draft him the same round you drafted the other – the last time you got Dak. No. I think the actually, way it's I, I took it, Dak yeah. in the sixth round and the other one. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. He was the sixth and seventh on, guy off the board. And he, in my mind, should have been like the fourth or fifth guy off the board in that position. Okay. Like, I, I saw him as a value at the place where I was drafting him. Bobby, I think we've exhausted this. Mark Andrews. Hold on. Bobby, you were at the end of this draft in the mock draft or in the snake draft. So, Bobby mm-hmm. drafted Dak Prescott, Mark Andrews, fifth round and sixth round, which, if you recall, Bobby drafted Mark Andrews and then Dak Prescott in rounds five and six. So, I'm sorry that I said that he got drafted in the same round, but he basically did. Well, but the other part of this nightmare league is that it's. Six points for a passing touchdown. Yeah. Negative four points for an interception. Yeah. And negative six points for an interception that leads to a pick six. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's where, you know, I value Dak more over Herbert, yeah. over Wilson, over Murray, over yeah. Jackson. Because exactly. he turns the ball over. Because he's I I don't think he turns the ball over as much as those three. But still in this league, unless I have Mahomes or Allen, I don't know them ever keeping up quarterback right and that's where i that's where you know i have stafford and burrow who Mm -hmm. burrow doesn't didn't turn over turn the ball over a lot that was a stat you learned from who uh google oh stop it (laughs) i'm the one that looked at yeah whatever (laughs) i said it about our podcast yeah i actually think it's a fine but you're still not going to keep him 
you know, no, you're I'm, still, I'm, like, like I'm never going to keep them, but that's yeah. where like, I'd rather, you know, get, get some other guys to build depth uh, around and then yep. wait on quarterback. And, and I took Herbert in a thought that I might, that's why Herbert's on my team. He is a, he's the only other quarterback other than what I would say, Mahomes, Allen and Murray. I think Murray's a keepable quarterback because he's so young. Um, Herbert was the only other one I thought in my mind that would be a keepable quarterback. And that all depends think, on how my team ends up. I too. think in a standard league, Murray's a keepable quarterback. In the Nightmare League, I'm not going to keep Six touchdowns? Six points six, per touchdown? Passing touchdown? Plus, he throws a lot of picks. Like, he's yeah. – I'm not, yeah. not going to keep, keep Murray. I'm not going to keep Lamar Jackson. I definitely don't keep Lamar. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that gives you an idea. So hopefully, uh, any, any last words here? I mean, we've talked a lot. We've got some good stuff in here. Any last words? I would love some emails telling me how terrible Joe's teams are. Oh, God. Uh, so you can always email us at uh, footballotr at gmail.com. That's footballotr at gmail.com. You can uh, put in the subject line, Joe's teams suck. <laughs> or Bob's team suck. Or, or that, too. too. That, that is a possibility. God, I Very can't rare. wait until I win two of the three championships. You know, you know what we're not going to see? John's team sucks. John's, team sucks. <laughs> John's, John's got solid teams through all these, Joe. That's the thing about it. John's got yeah. real solid teams through I mean, all I mean, I can't deny. I can't and confirm. You, do you know why John's teams have such a solid – John's teams are so solid through all of them because he listened to me and waited on quarterback. Yeah. And the only saving grace for Bobby is that he got Dak in every single draft. <laughs> Except one. And the one that he didn't get Dak in, his quarterback's <laughs> absolute terrible. dog shit. But the, anyway. the, in, in the court in the league where quarterbacks are valued the most, Bobby did not get Dak. Mm-hmm. He got really bad quarters. Anyway, all right. Well, I hope you enjoyed tonight. Yeah, I think um, the only other thing is look for us. We're going to be putting together a DraftKings DFS league. Yep. We'll talk about that in our weekly DFS podcast that will come out in a few days. Yep. And for those of you that have listened long enough, Um, and you're at the end of our podcast tonight, Uh, what we're thinking about doing is having a prize for anybody that beats all three of us in any week in DFS on DraftKings. So definitely look at that. Um, That'll be kind of a fun little thing. Challenge us. Try to beat the the experts, so to speak. Uh, Could be something enjoyable, and you might even win a prize. So – Something to think about, but uh, we'll we'll get more details on that as we go. Look for our next podcast. We'll probably come out on what uh, Saturday after the um, first game, which is this Thursday. That'll probably be our next podcast that's posted. Probably probably out Friday for yeah, the Friday, for our Friday. rankings. Yep, mm-hmm. for the rankings, so you guys can get a good idea of, of who's who's out there. Uh, most of our rankings may come out after the Thursday game, just depending on how we do it all. But you're here as we go. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you enjoy everything we got going on. Um, and uh, we'll see you all very soon. Bye. Bye.